Hi gorgeous, welcome to Fitness and Mimosas, a podcast of girlfriends from around the world who lift up each other, celebrate each other, and embrace our own definition of beautiful. So let's go ahead and put down our kettlebells, slide into a pair of sexy slitters, and have a great time. Welcome to the party! Hey, beautifuls, welcome to the Fitness Moses table. I have the gorgeous Laura from Balance Bombshells joining us today. Welcome, Laura. Thank you. How is everyone doing? <laughs> awesome. We're even better now you're here. So, <laughs> Laura is the queen of being a radiant woman, of working with your cycle for more beauty, freeing, and feminine life. So, that's what I absolutely love about you is how you show women the other sides of living life. Right, where we don't think having a period is a bad thing and is something negative, it should be celebrated and just supported in a different way. Yeah, like, so let's start there. Um, can you explain why not having a period is like a bad thing? Because completely transparent with you, I've struggled with it. A lot of times I'm like, guys have no idea what I'm going through. You know what I mean? Like, Of course. <laughs> I feel like I got the wrong end of the stick here. Are we <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, we're a generation of women, too, that haven't really been educated on our period in general. Like, we kind of just were taught, like, it's this inconvenience that we have to live with. And so we just have always had this negative association with it. And it really is important to have a healthy cycle because our period, like that week, you know, depending on what a woman's symptoms are and what she's struggling with, you know, our period is really our, our report card for our health. So if you're not getting one, like that's a, a huge sign that you're not as healthy as you should be, essentially. So it's something that you should be looking into. Um, and then I guess a misconception about our period is that like our hormones only relate to our period week. So it's just like one week or month that we're struggling but like we have four phases of our cycle and our body flows in each of these phases throughout the month and then each one builds upon the next so like if you're having period problems it means you're having issues in the other parts of your cycle so you can't really like spot treat your cycle so you know women are kind of set up because we're not really taught this information and right. i guess that's why i just felt i guess really pushed this way like I rejected it for a long time because I was like well who am I to talk about hormones or like you know am I going to be the girl that people know about fixing their period or all this but it really just was so transformative in my own life I mean I struggled with hormone symptoms as long as I can remember <laughs> and I had um, PMDD which is a more intense version of PMS so if you think of your PMS symptoms multiply that by 10 so I was consistently calling out of work every single month. Um, I would have this two to three day period where my body would just feel like it was plummeting inside itself. And like doctors couldn't exactly tell me what was going on. They just kept trying to push the pill. And then like, I really should never have been on it. So it's just like all these other issues that I was coming up against and just kind of getting a bit frustrated with Western medicine and just saw the opportunity to help drive change in a way that women could really love being a woman and like really celebrate that and not think of it as something that makes us less than. Wow. That's amazing. So I, and I think a lot of us are familiar with what a bad period, I don't want to say bad period, but like bent over and pain, calling out from work. I think a lot of us are familiar with like the more negative aspects of it. 
But mm-hmm. what does life look like when you're in tune with your cycle and having a healthy Oh my life? gosh. <laughs> it is like so different. So, you know, the week before and during our period, like our body actually becomes less resilient to stress. So like when we're moody, when we're irritable, it's usually because we have been kind of burning the midnight oil and like now when I notice any sort of fatigue that kind of comes up around that time, I use it as an opportunity to slow down and tune into myself. So um, in some cultures, they used to, you know, like way back in the day, I think like medieval times, they had what's called red tents, where women, when they were menstruating, would go into these tents and they would really bond together as a community and all the women would just like, you know, sit and talk and really share about what was going on with their bodies. And they were really taught to celebrate this time. So it's really a, an opportunity for reflection and renewal. So something that happens to our brain when we're shifting into having our period is our right and left brain hemispheres become the most aligned. So then you're actually going to be more in tune with essentially what your heart wants you to do. So all those things that you want to do in your life all the things you want to bring forward either in your in your relationships within yourself within your business within your career um, really come up within our period so women we've been taught to kind of stuff that down and not listen to it and if you can give yourself an opportunity to just have space to just so start journaling a lot like this is the best time that i've found to just journal and you can kind of connect with those deep desires within yourself of what you want to bring out into the world and who you want to be. And that's the best time for you to even recognize what that is. But then like, it's kind of twofold where you can't just recognize it. Like you have to take action on it. So our bodies are really pushing us to be happy and healthy and giving us all these messages. And they just can use our period as an opportunity to tune in and just hear those messages. And then it will help direct your efforts on how to actually take action upon them. Wow, that's amazing. So how did you discover this? Because you're right, you don't hear about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read a lot of books from um, physicians about women's health. So women's health is a category in our healthcare system. So there are people who um, research a lot on women's health. And one of the most impactful authors that were um, that I've had in my life is her name is Dr. Christiane Northrup. And she is a... Um, physician who um, really talks about hormones and women's health and how to kind of bring in that spiritual side of ourselves that I think gets lost. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just her words always were so calming to me. And she brought this whole other perspective of the woman's body that I had never thought of before. So it really opened my eyes to like what that is. And so I practiced just a lot of the teachings that she had. And I was like, man, like she's so spot on with how our bodies are you know like we're all built the same like we may have different varying lengths of cycles you know our periods may come at different times or we might have different um, symptoms that come up we might have different severities of it but our bodies are built the same way you know we're designed to reproduce and like that's why we have a period so like let's like celebrate that and not wish it away and really tune into what these times of the month are and you know if there's more than like one that time of the month there's so many different periods that you know our focus is meant to be better our energy is meant to be higher our communication is actually meant to be more spot on so like I have a really hard time articulating my thoughts outwardly to other people during my period my communication is not as strong so I'll tell my fiance I'm like hey I'm going to be getting my period so if you notice that like I'm trying to explain something and it's just not coming out well just know like 
my brain can't really make those connections. So you kind of heard of mommy brain where women's hormones and brain are kind of restructuring to have this baby. The same thing can happen when we're having a period. So it's just like our brain doesn't connect the same way. And it's meaning like, we're just meant to be a little bit more introverted right now. And like, that's okay to kind of just be with ourselves for a bit. Wow, that's, well, I had no idea, especially about the brain thing. I had no idea about that. So where, boy, I have so many questions. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, so in terms of the different cycles and phases that you were talking about, like what are the different phases other than the phases where we're having our period? Mm-hmm. So the first day of our cycle starts the day our period starts. So like the day you get your period, that's day one of your cycle. And that usually lasts about three to seven days in a woman. And so like a woman's cycle, what's considered healthy is anywhere between 21 and 35 days. So like it takes our, an entire month for our bodies to reset. And so like if men could only wish they knew like the inside scoop of women, like this is why we're so confusing because a man's hormones reset after 24 hours. So every single man, by the end of the night, his hormones are resetting or a woman resets on 21 to 35 days, but then each woman is different. So of course, we're like super confusing to the opposite sex and ourselves. (laughs) So, you know, once we kind of understand that, like, okay, we're all just kind of on our own different time frame right now. And like, it's cool. So anything between 21 and 35 days. So a menstrual week, you know, it lasts three to seven days. And then we go into our follicular phase, which is the phase that happens after our period ends. And that lasts about seven to 10 days. And so most women will notice like their energy start picking up during that week. Um, It's a really great time for like strategy. So your brain will just start like putting plans together of like how to kind of achieve your dreams or like achieve whatever you essentially figured out during your menstrual week. So like I use that week to like plan out my entire social media or blog posts or like literally plan out my entire month. And I do that during my follicular phase. And then After follicular phase is what's called the ovulation phase. So that lasts three to five days. And that's the time of month that most of us know that women can get pregnant. So, you know, if a woman's ovulating, that's when her egg is being dropped. And if she's fertile, like, you know, she has sex, she's then going to have a baby and carry on the human race. Um, So then that lasts about three to five days. And then that period is great because I think that's the time of month that all of us ladies are comparing our lives to because like our energy is really high. Um, our thought process is really clear. Our energy is really outgoing. Our communication is spot on. So like we kind of compare ourselves to that time in the month where it's like, oh, we just want to be there all the time. But like, sadly, our bodies didn't, you know, like design us in that way. And then we have, um, the luteal phase, which go, which is a 10 to 14 day period. And so I like to think of that in two weeks. So like the first part of your luteal phase, our energy is still pretty high. Um, you know, our communication is still pretty good. We're like kind of just coming down from ovulating. And then the week, the second week of our luteal phase is what most women know of as like the premenstrual week where most women will then start to see uh, and feel symptoms. So like a lot of women get PMS. Um, you know, a lot of like bloat, acne, um, you know, brain fog, you start noticing your energy is starting to taper off a little bit. And then we then go back into our uh, menstrual phase when we start our period. Wow. So I love the fact how you 
like so there's a lot of business women that listen to the podcast as well. And I love the fact how you're taking each phase and how you talk. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you can, I teach women how to live off their cycles. So like, you know, it's not just food that can impact us differently in each phase. It's also like our lifestyle. So I like, it's so fascinating to women who do cycle thinking. So cycle thinking is when you partner your food, your workouts, and your lifestyle based on where you're at in your cycle. And it actually can then help women balance their hormones and really live life way more um, freely, way more stress-free. And it just kind of gives you permission to like, and just have this like aha moment of like, okay, this is when I'm supposed to be doing this. And I can feel that. Like everything in your cycle becomes predictable. Mm -hmm. And it's just fascinating because I'll be like, okay, so I'm in my luteal phase right now. So I'm in like the first week of luteal. So my energy is so pretty high. My communication's high. And I try to like either do like podcasts or film videos during my ovulation in the first part of my luteal because I know my energy is naturally going to be higher. I know that my communication is going to be more effective um, versus like I can do it in my period, but like it might not be as good. <laughs> you know, like my energy might not be as high. Yeah. I really try to like partner my business efforts to where I'm at in my cycle. So like, I don't know, if women can do that, I mean, I just feel like we would achieve so much more in the workforce. I mean, we already achieved so much, like no offense, men, but we're pretty badass. So yeah, so for women to be able to even partner her efforts even more, I mean, it would just, it's so freeing because I'll just be like, okay, I'm feeling resistance on this project. Like, why can't I focus on it? And I'll kind of tune in a little bit and be like, okay, I just need a little bit more of a break and I need to kind of do me a little bit more. So I might get up and go for a walk and then come back to it. And then it's just kind of interesting of how you can then schedule out your time too, so that you can achieve what you want to achieve, but then give yourself the space that you need as well. So I love that. I read this book. Um, and I don't remember who the author was, and I don't think I'm actually fully transparent. I don't think I finished the book. Um, I know it's just like a white cover, and then it had like a bloke on the outside. But she mentioned something similar to this. And so I started, this might sound crazy. I don't know if it's a line. <laughs> but I started eating an avocado every day, and I made an essential oil mixture. Um, mm -hmm. And then, like, this is probably not TMI, but like, I would always just be like, okay, well, I'm just going to wear like the roughest panties out there. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. instead I was like, let me treasure my body. And I bought some like nice, nicer ones, you know, like mm -hmm. let me honor my body instead of just throwing it away. And it's just that like little mental shift, but it's helped me out so much. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, it sounds like your mental shift was like, what can I do in my life that's going to make me feel good? So that's when you yeah. think about it, like, it just changes your energy and it's just like that essentially in and of itself produces more feel-good hormones so then your brain just feels calmer and feels better and it just actually reduces our stress hormones wow wow that's amazing so where would you say is the best place to start um i would say just start tracking your cycle so like there's a lot of apps that you can use that help you track your cycle i like the um it's called the clue app and I like it because it sends me notifications on my phone of like, hey, your fertile window is coming up. Or like, hey, you're about to expect your period. And it's like, I haven't really seen other apps that send me notifications. So I really like that one. And yeah. then 
you can track your um, symptoms in there and then you you know there's a calendar that kind of lights up in different colors to show you different parts of your cycle um and then i always recommend to my clients of using like a cycle sync journal or some sort of like hormone journal because we change so much throughout the month that it, we can like kind of forget how we were in one phase so if you can start like kind of journaling of like hey here's what's going on in my menstrual phase here's what i'm noticing here's what's kind of coming up for me and then you're going to start recognizing that you're collecting all this data where you're like okay here are the parts of the month that i'm feeling really good and then here are the parts of the month where i'm not feeling so good so then it for me it helps me narrow into my weak spots so I didn't know that my period was abnormal um, until I started tracking it. So I, I got my period every month, but I didn't realize that it was beyond the 35 days. So my cycle went from 40 to 43 days. And that's when I was like, oh, like something's off here. Like this isn't good. And so it turns out my body wasn't ovulating correctly. And so that helped me kind of work backwards to kind of narrow in on like, okay, well, what's throwing this off? So then I know how to support my body better so I can give it what it needs. So then I can then be on track with a healthy cycle. So um, my body actually struggled with what's called a progesterone deficiency. So my body didn't naturally produce enough progesterone, which kind of goes into play of like uh, how I live my life. I was very, um, I'm very type A, you know, always really driven in my career, always did a lot of cardio. Um, and all of these things can actually throw off our stress hormones and stress competes for the receptors of progesterone and it will win every time. So I had too many stress hormones that were driving progesterone down. So this helped me kind of navigate of like, okay, I need to change up my lifestyle because it's clearly impacting my hormones. And I was able to get my body down itself to um, a cycle that was 33 days. And then I started using um, progesterone cream, which I did quite a bit of research on. And like, you want to be careful with it because it is uh, hormone replacement therapy. And it took my cycle to about 28, 29 days, which is where it was at. And so this for me was a lot um, confusing because like my hair started falling out. Um, I showcased a lot of estrogen dominant symptoms. So like a lot of bloat in like the hips, thighs and butt area, a lot of acne along the jawline. You can literally use your body as a map based on what your symptoms are. Like they're going to tell you what hormones are off, which is fascinating. We can talk about that more if you want. Yeah. And, um, and my, I went in to get my hormones tested because, you know, my hair had been falling out and my hormones came back normal. So then I was just kind of like left a little frustrated. So I guess that's why I felt, I guess, called to teach on hormones and just continue to dive into them because I felt like if I'm getting lost as a doctor, you know, I take my health super seriously. Like imagine the other women who like don't really think about this and like don't necessarily know what's going on. They just know that like something is wrong. And like, even if your hormones come back normal, Western medicine um, only tests for disease range. So even if our body is not necessarily in disease range, we can still showcase symptoms, but Western medicine essentially will only treat you if you're in disease range. So I try to you know, catch women before we then get into that disease range, but our yeah. bodies are still showcasing those symptoms. Wow. Can you talk a bit about, um, what was it that you said? So basically how hormones, how your body is a roadmap and the hormones are indications of things you should look for. Yeah. Yeah. So like where you bloat is actually like an indication of what hormones could be off. So like a lot of people bloat in their stomach, but that could be like, you know, they're having like poor gut health because our hormones are made in our stomach. So like if our gut health is off, 
it really throws off like all of our hormones in general. So like if you notice any sort of like belly swelling all the time, like pay attention to your stress hormones. I call it the cortisol busy belly because cortisol, our stress hormone, just like hangs out in our stomach. And like ladies, we don't need that bloat. Um, so, you know, lowering stress hormones. And then estrogen is too high if you're bloating in your hip, thighs, and butt area, which a lot of women will notice at certain parts of our cycle. So that would kind of come and go along with our cycle. And then um, if you have like any sort of bloat in your love handle, that's an indication that your insulin level is off. So like your blood sugar isn't stabilizing. So it's like really looking at your diet and really looking into you know, what are you eating that's converting into sugar? So is it too many processed foods? Is it too much sugar? Is it too much alcohol? Is it too much, um, not enough fiber? So if we don't have fiber in our diet, we can't really balance our blood sugar. And so just kind of recognizing like, okay, what are my eating habits? And then the last one is um, women will notice bloat in their arm area. And that's an indication that testosterone is off. So testosterone is like what most people think of like the male hormone, but like, women have it too so it's just like okay if I'm bloating my arms I need to take a look at like my t- uh, testosterone levels and like kind of what's going on with that mm. so when I used to um compete a lot of the bikini competitors not all but a good number of the ones that I spoke with they got themselves so lean to the point where they weren't having a period mm-hmm. um, so yeah. what's going on today? well I know that's like such a wide problem be like what's going on there but what are are there anything we should look out for to avoid that yeah so it's really a sign of overtraining so our body only a woman's body only knows stress as stress so if the stress is either mental physical or emotional our body will respond the same way so I, a lot of athletes you know depending on the sport could see that their period stops because it's a lot of cardio it's a lot of physical activity in relation to rest and so the female body like our body regardless if we're pregnant or not will shut down certain symptoms to protect an unborn fetus even if we're not pregnant so our body is super sensitive to trying to essentially reproduce and create life like our body was designed to do it and so if we're training too much if we're doing too much exercise um, we can then essentially shut down our reproductive system to then essentially halt where women are then not getting a period. Oh my goodness, Laura, this is amazing information. Um, I just, and I love the fact that you're talking about this and it's something that, and, and I have to really give you kudos for it because it's something that I don't know everyone would have the strength to do. Can you talk mm-hmm. a little bit about like what sort of, not necessarily like what what drives you, but like the confidence you had to have within yourself to step out and be like, hey, this is a problem and this is a way I can help help other women around the world with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, it's interesting. I had these notions that I should be kind of teaching on hormones, but I kind of rejected it because, I, I, you know, I was fearful. I had all the self-doubt. I thought, well, who's going to listen to me? Like, I'm not a doctor. And then I was just finally like, you know, I'd read all these books from physicians and um, other, you know, naturopath doctors, and they just kind of speak to people where it's kind of over your head. So I would read these books, and I would just cry, because I either was just like, I don't understand, like, it took me a long time to digest the information, and I was like, why can't someone just break it down for me? Why can't somebody just tell me the real deal and talk to me like a human being? And then I had the aha moment of like, 
Laura, like you have to be that person. Like you, you are the perfect person to do this because you have been there. You know what this feels like. And, you know, you get to a point, I think, where you're just fed up with dealing with it. And then just yeah. to be able to talk to women like human beings and just being like, hey, here's what's going on. Like, here's the real deal. Here's how we can support our bodies a little bit better. And then I could resonate more with women because I wasn't a physician. And um, I think that was really powerful because that made me just like everybody else. You know, like I, gosh, when I think back of like the time period of when I was really struggling, I would just cry every month. <laughs> like, just, I um, felt, yeah, that's know, me though. Yeah, our hormones can make us feel less than um, one of a, a PMS symptom that no one really talks about is called body dysmorphia. So that's when you look in the mirror and you see yourself as larger than you are. And I actually really question, would women have less um, eating disorders? Would we have higher self-esteem if we if women understood this natural dip that kind of happens right before we get our period? So our body naturally dips in serotonin, which is one of our feel-good hormones. And so that is the hormone that it makes us feel confident and sexy and alluring, like really feel good about ourselves. And so if it naturally gets right before we're having our period, body dysmorphia kind of flows in where you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh my gosh, I've gained 20 pounds. And like, you really have to stop and ask yourself, like, did I really just gain 20 pounds overnight? And the answer is no, but yeah. your brain doesn't see it that way. So it literally tricks our brain chemistry of just like having those thoughts and just subjecting ourselves to um, a lack of self-love, essentially. So you really have to be mindful of those thoughts and, like, why they're happening so you can change, like, your behavior. Um, But what really changed it for me was my fiancé and I had moved in together um, after about a year of dating. And I was really good at hiding from the world this two to three day period where my body would just plummet. Like I would just, you know, have two to three days where I would just shut off from the world, probably call out of work, like just not be on the map and not talk to people. But then when you move in with your partner, you can't really hide. So I, <laughs> like, I'm here. Like, yeah. I was that woman that just, you know, had all of that internal overwhelm and I was projecting it out into my relationship. And then he was really confused because he was like, you were totally fine just the other day. What's going on? And you're just like, oh, I can't even communicate. I can't even put my thoughts together. And so it was really causing, causing a wedge between us. So I just remember thinking like, Laura, this man is such a catch. Like, if you don't figure your shit out, like, he's going to be out the door and you're just going to be alone for the rest of your life. So I finally was like, something is wrong. I need to make a change. I really have to take ownership of my own actions and really be committed to finding out what was going on within my body. And he was such a a main motivation because I knew, like, if we're going to have this happy and healthy life together, I have to figure this stuff out for myself. And it's only just improved our relationship and it really improved our communication. And I mean, he's been one of the biggest supporters of Balanced Bombshell. So I guess we have him to thank for it too in my moments of doubt. Um, And it's just amazing how your body is constantly pushing you in the direction you need to go into. And it's just sometimes you got to just say yes to yourself. Oh my gosh. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it so much. So I want to be respectful of your time. Um, so you mentioned that that you met your fiance and he's such a such a catch. Do you have any tips for anyone out there who's looking for love? 
Yes. Oh my God. I did a, I wrote down a man wish list. So I believe in like writing stuff down and just kind of letting go of it. Like you write down what you want and you just put it out into the world and you're like, it'd be great if I could have this or something better. Like just saying universe. And I, I wrote that like two years before we met. And so I held on to this intention and got really clear on what I wanted. And I didn't, I didn't think like, okay, he has to have this type of job. He has to be this way. I really just thought of like the emotions I wanted invoked in my relationship. So I was like, I really want someone funny who I can laugh with. I want someone who's really committed to having a family and really excited about having that family life. So I really didn't want someone who's going to be at the office 24-7. I wanted someone who would be so excited to come home and have dinner with their family or go on family vacations or something. And then I focused on really the the characteristics that I wanted in a person. Mm -hmm. And so then when we met, um, I was like at a point, we met online. And so I was at a point where I was like kind of over online dating and dating in general. So I was uh, about to delete my profile. So I remember being like, okay, like this guy's cute. His profile is really funny. I guess I'll meet him. And then I'm just going to delete my profile. So we met and I was just like, I mean, he was so handsome. He literally looked like a life-size Ken doll. And I was, like, trying to pay attention to her first date. And I was, like, okay, Laura, make sure you're paying attention to what he's saying. You want to make sure he's smart and intelligent and not just a pretty face. And we left. And I just remember thinking, like, okay, that was fun. I'm probably never going to see him again. And we just took it really slow. So we had no expectations on it. I really didn't try to force something because I, like, really didn't know. And after about six months of dating, I found that wish list and I had hidden it in some notebook or something and I opened it and of course I dated it. Apparently I like to date stuff. So I had written it two years prior and I started crying when I read it because he hit every single one of those things. So talking about manifestations in its finest form. And uh, yeah, and then we just got engaged back in May. So like, thank you. Yeah. So it's been like three and a half years now. So I think just getting clear on what you want, knowing that you deserve love, knowing that you want it, and knowing that you're going to be willing to fight for it, I think is, I hope, like a good piece of advice. (laughs) No, it sounds great to me. I'm like, what? This is, wow, this is awesome. Yeah, you can manifest a man of your dreams. Who knew? Just by writing down (laughs) what you want in that person. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. What would you tell the woman that has a dream or has a passion like like you did, but she's unsure about taking that step? What would you tell her? Um, if you can't stop thinking about it, like you probably can't wish that away. So like, I feel like there's something there when you can't stop thinking about it. If you keep talking about it to other people, like it clearly just lights you up. So like, you're kind of doing a disservice to the world by not saying yes to it. I mean, my background is in business and fundraising. So I worked in fundraising and planned special events. And then I would just read hormone books and women's health books on the train to and from work. And I would, any chance I got was like reading health articles online. And so it was like clearly just this passion of mine. So if you're just super passionate about it, like I think your heart already knows that you're meant to do it. And so you're, if you're waiting for permission from somebody else, the only permission you need is from within your own heart because you're just, I feel like we'd just be miserable if we don't pay attention to that. Yes. Oh, Lord, I love it. I love it, love it, love it. 
So what would you tell your 11-year-old self and what would you tell your 21-year-old self? And this can be in regards either to a period, um, to wisdom that you've learned throughout life, through, I don't know, a compliment to them, um, whatever you wish. What messages would you give to your 11-year-old and to your 21-year-old self? Um, to my 11 year old self, um, I hadn't, I didn't get my period until 12. So I would tell her like, girl, shit's going to happen. <laughs> Just know that it's going to be super painful, but it's worth everything because you're going to be able to help other women through everything that you've gone through. So like, just hang on to it. It's painful. And then just make sure that you're always questioning, um, uh, life in general, you know, like I had to really question doctors when they would tell me that I couldn't do anything or it was normal and I was just like no like this is not normal, not normal. I know I can do something about it yeah this is a yeah. sign something's off so just constantly questioning um, people in general and then my 21 year old self oh, I would tell her to just chill the f out I mean she was like <laughs> a little too type a needed to relax a little bit to uh you know wanted to have life figured out and like the real thing is like you're never going to have life always figured out just relax and enjoy the ride and the answers will come to you in the timing in which they're meant to and it's okay <laughs> wow yeah because you're and i was just talking with um, another interviewer earlier today and she was talking about like how we're always growing you know mm -hmm. but like we a lot of times we're sort of raised to think okay we're at point a to point b so let's get to point yes. b you know yeah. Right. Instead of being like, okay, well, let's relax in between and know that life is a journey <laughs> because yeah. it just stresses us out. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it does. So this has been over the moon amazing. <laughs> like there's... Oh, good. <laughs> I have two pages full of notes here and I'm going to read oh, awesome. this. So this, <laughs> this, wow, what you're doing is just, it's something the world desperately needs. So where can we find you? Where can we connect with you? Yep. So um, my website is balancedbombshells.com. Um, you can also find me on um, Instagram at balancedbombshells or Laura two underscore Sherelle. So um, C-H-A-R-E-L-L-E. Um, I like to post a lot of like, you know, female empowerment, stuff about our hormones, but then find ways to relate it into our life based off, you know, food and our workouts and our life and the people in them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wow. So it's like this is an entirely different way of living that we want. Yeah. yeah like it, it's so much more easier your way. <laughs> it's just so I like to think so. I mean, it's. I think at first it might be overwhelming because change to anybody is overwhelming. Yeah. But it's the biggest growth transformation I've ever had in my life. And um, I just feel like, you know, you're like when you're kind of going through it, you're just like, man, I just know things are supposed to be better. I know I'm trying to get to like that better version of myself and I yeah. just don't know how to get there. Yeah. Balancing your hormones helps you get there and you become that person. We're like, my fiance and I look at each other every time I get my period. Like, we're still surprised. I'm like, he's like, man, you weren't moody at all. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. Like, this is great. And so, like, wow. I'm still amazed. Like, and I'm just so, I practice that gratitude because I have to work for it each and every day of my cycle for that to be able to happen. Mm. But it's like, you're trying to eat well and exercise anyway. Just partner with your cycle and you're just going to be like, oh, okay. Like, it's not so bad. 
what this wow 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 so another uh, thing the last question i have for you is i've recently been opening just to the idea of femininity you know mm-hmm. and sort of facing how like this was something you had to search for right it wasn't written in mm-hmm. black and white when you were there when you're 12 you're not given a handbook saying like by the way know about this right like Like it it just doesn't exist and so i sort of found the same thing with femininity that when i tapped into it life was 50 million times more easier (laughs) right so i want to know for you because everyone has their own take on it what does the word femininity mean to you um for me i think of our feminine energy and i really relate it to like my higher self so like that part of me that's always guiding me towards um, being the person that I want to be, you know, contributing to society the, the best way that's needed. And I feel like it's more of, you know, how can we be in society and, you know, improve it to be happy and healthy for all. And I feel like our feminine, our femininity is guiding us towards what that is. And I feel like the masculine dominant side of our, our energy centers kind of overshadows that. So really stopping and being like, okay, I'm feeling resistance and I'm trying to do all these things. And I can tell that me trying to control the situation is me losing my feminine power right now. And I need to just kind of stop and just weigh in and connect with her and being like, what do you, what do you really need me to do? What, where are my efforts going to be best served? And please help guide me to what that is, especially when we're so unclear. So I feel like she has all the answers for us. Well, thank you, Laura. You're just so amazing. You really are. Thank you. thank you so much. It was such a pleasure, you know, chatting with you and, you know, talking about our bodies and like how we can just fall in love with them. <laughs> yeah, that's what, girl, that's what I'm all about. Like every time we pass a mirror, I want us to say, yes, girl, yes, girl, yes. <laughs> yes, yeah. Be like, you're looking amazing, fierce, and just, you know, you yeah. might even start noticing there are parts of the month where, that message doesn't come out as clear and it's just, you know, an opportunity for growth. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So thank you for being you and thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, Bombshells. Well, thanks so much for listening. Please be sure to follow Gorgeous Laura. Like I was reading through her blog posts and there is some amazing information, like things that we need to know, things that we don't know. But it's here. Like someone's done the research and they're reaching back to help you stand. And as queens, as sisters, that's how I see us all standing stiletto, stiletto together. So please be sure that you go to Bounce Bombshells and you go to Laura's Instagram and you just really support her and and just support yourself because this is how we all grow. So here's to making life beautiful and here's to also being our own definition of beautiful. Love you a lot and I'll talk to you next week. Hi, gorgeous. If any part of this podcast made you go, yes, girl, yes, girl, yes, (laughs) please rate this podcast and leave a review below. This is a sisterhood, and the more we support each other, the more we get to stand together. To test out more booty building workouts, get your free six-day booty transformation guide at bombshellbuttlift.com. And in the words of Coco Chanel, you can be gorgeous at 30, charming at 40, and irresistible for the rest of your life. Love you. Have a beautiful day.